listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast, where you'll hear great ideas, insight, and inspiration to level up your leadership ability. Hey guys, it's John Barrett with the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. So good to have you back once again for another episode where we are going to help level you up so you don't level out in your impact and your influence and all the things that you want to do to be a great leader. That's why we're here today. So thanks for tuning in today. We are going to talk about four observations of why leadership is so hard and what you can do about it. That's right. That, that is a mouthful of a title right there. Four observations of why leadership is so hard and what you can do about it. So, you know, I've been doing leadership coaching now for, um, wow, a long time, literally been working with leaders for over 20 years, uh, doing coaching and training leaders and working with leaders and leading leaders and all of that. So I've got quite a bit bit of experience in doing this, uh, one in the trenches and then two in doing leadership coaching with high level leaders uh, literally across the world. And um, I've got a lot of experience at this, and I've still got a lot to learn by all means. I'm not even halfway where I probably need to be, um, but I've, I've come a long way. And I've observed a whole lot of things about leadership over the years, uh, not only just in the trenches myself and my observations, but also working with leaders all over from every different industry, different continents. I've observed a lot of things. And there's four observations that I want to share with you today that I have found uh, of why leadership is so hard. Because the reality is this, guys, and you know this, leadership is not easy. In fact, it's downright hard at times. I mean, I mean but, but here, here's what I've learned about leadership is that leadership, it's not about the easy times. I mean, great leadership isn't really needed when things are going well and they're going smooth and all of that. In fact, I would sort of argue sometimes that leadership is less needed when things are going great. But when things are get challenging, when things aren't going right and they get rough and they get tough, it requires great leadership. And it's in those moments of difficulties that you really know whether or not you're a good leader or not. It's really when it's going to test your leadership ability and your skills is when things are not going well. So leadership is hard. Um, it's typically the difficult times that, that great leadership becomes crucial and I would even say is formed. I mean, you, you're not even really going to reach your potential as a leader unless you go through hard, challenging times. It's never going to draw it out of you unless you go through it. It's through the fire that we become a great leader. It's kind of like when you refine silver in these things. I mean, you, you put it in this refining fire, and, and when you put the silver in and you turn up the heat, all these impurities rise to the surface. And, and what a silversmith will do is they'll come over and they'll, they'll wipe away all what they call the dross, and it's all the impurities from the silver. And then they wipe it away, and guess what they do? They put it back in, and they turn the heat up even hotter. And over time, all the impurities rise to the surface. Then they come through, and they scrape it away. And they keep doing this process until finally the silversmith will come in and look in, inside this refining fire, this pot. And when they see their reflection... That's when they know that they have reached pure silver. When all the, the impurities have come out and they've refined that thing exactly what it needs to be. 
And so it's through the fire, it's through the hard times that we really develop our leadership. It's, it's what draws out all the impurities and all the challenges within us and around us. And, and we work on it and we learn and we get better and we kind of scrape the top off. We, we might fumble through it. We might have some failure along the way. In fact, we will have failure along the way, but we scrape it off. And then we just, we're ready for the next kind of challenging time as a leader and, and the fire gets turned up and all of a sudden now we're tested. And, and, and whatever rise to the surface is what we've got to kind of work through and learn from and then scrape off and let go and keep moving forward. And it's through that process time and time again that we become a great leader. So leadership is hard. I mean, you got to go through the fire. But listen, there is a need to lead. My very first episode that I ever did on this podcast was the need to lead. I mean, the need for leadership is so strong, and we need it in our world, in our country, in, 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 in our, our families, in our organizations, uh, our communities. We need great leaders. So I hope that you are one that is trying to refining yourself and, and going through the process. In fact, I know you are because you wouldn't be listening to this unless you wanted to be a better leader. So, you know, welcome to the club. Let's do this thing together. Now, there's a great book that Patrick Lencioni, who's a phenomenal author. I mean, all of you guys, I'm sure, are very familiar with, with Lencioni uh, if, if you study any leadership or any of that. Um, if not, then you need to go out and get his resources. He's one of the uh, top forethought kind of leaders and, and, and that that's teaching leadership and has been for, for many, many years. But he wrote a book um, just not too long ago called The Motive. And man, is this a challenging book to read. And, and listen, here's the deal. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself as a leader. And this book will help you do that because his whole thing is about what is the motive for you wanting to be a leader. And he goes through his uh, famous kind of, um, you know, fable kind of story, but then he teaches on this kind of thing with the motive. And he really challenges leaders. In fact, I, I heard Patrick say on, a, on an interview, um, he said, really, this is probably the first book I sh- ever should have wrote and um, or have written. And, and he said that, um, you know, this is probably the, the number one book I would give to anybody starting off that wants to be a leader because you really got to ask yourself, why do I want to be a leader? What's the motive? And listen, if the goal and the motive is to, you know, just make lots of money and, and to sit in the corner office and tell people what to do and, you know, or the fact that you think you've earned it and, and all this, you've got the wrong motive and it's going to mess you up in the long run. Because the reality is that that your motive uh, to be a leader should be one where you want to make a difference and make an impact and really all about people. And if it's not that, then you, you really need to check yourself. And this book is just a great challenge for every leader just to kind of ask themselves, what is my motive? Where am I at? And to remember and to get back to the roots and the foundation of what great leadership is. And that's a great motive to work with people and to help develop people and, um, and, and help them reach their potential. So if that's not you, then you, you got to ask yourself. you got to check yourself uh, because it's going to get too hard. Leadership is, and you're going to bow out. In fact, um, most leaders end up quitting. Uh, when they get in, uh, involved in a management leadership position, I'm telling you, within that first year, uh, a, a good percentage of, of people just quit. Uh, they just want to go back to where they were because it's just too hard working with people and doing all this. So unless you've got a, a strong desire and you're sort of called to it, I guess, if I can use that f- uh, phrase, 
then it's going to be hard for you because the leadership is not easy. If you're looking for the easy seat, this is not the place you need to be. So let's talk about four observations of why leadership is so hard. You're going to relate with a lot of these, but then I'm going to give you what you can do about it, right? So remember, the title is Four Observations of Why Leadership is So Hard, but not just an observation, but in what you can do about it. So I'm going to give you kind of a uh, the observation, and then I'm going to give you what you can do about it, right? So here we go. Let's jump into this and, and dive in. Number one is this. Leadership sucks. That's right. That's my first observation about leadership. It sucks. Now, here's the deal. I don't mean that it sucks, that it's a horrible thing. What I mean by that is it sucks the energy and the life out of you. Leadership sucks. I mean, it's like a vacuum. It just, you know, just kind of sucks you up and it'll suck the life out of you, the energy out of you if you're not careful, right? I mean, leadership would be easy, right, if there were no people to deal with. But when you start having to deal with people, then, man, it will suck your energy. It will sort of suck you dry uh, in, in, in that of, of, of even motivation sometimes because it can just be hard. So listen, we've got to remember that leadership is something that requires people, right? I hear people say all the time, yeah, leadership would be great if I didn't have to deal with people. Well, that's not what leadership is, right? It's like the old proverb, he that takes a walk and looks back and nobody's uh, following, Um they're not a leader, right? I mean, you, you know, it, it's, there has to be people following. You've got to put people in the equation in order to have leadership. Leadership is all about people. It's not about projects and tasks and that. It's about people, and it's about leading them. So if you want to be a great leader, you got to understand that, that when you deal with people, it's going gonna, it's gonna to suck some energy. It's going to suck some time. Uh, it's going to suck some, some, some things in your life to, to kind of get through, all right? But you've got to have a desire to see people flourish, right? You can't lead people if you don't like them, right? I, I worked with a leader one time, and, and I can remember him um, just saying, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I just hate dealing with people. And I just always remember thinking, you need to get out of leadership. I mean, you just, you do not like people. And, and if, if you're wanting to be successful for them and for yourself, you, you better get out of this leadership thing because leadership is all about people. But listen, it will drain your energy. It will drain your stamina. It will drain everything in you if you're not careful, all right? Because the weight of responsibility is overwhelming at times. And most people give up because it's too much. So listen, number one lead, uh, observation about leadership is it sucks. It'll drain you. But here's the deal. What can you do about it? Now, here's the remedy to this is, listen, you've got to make sure you are uh, 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 living a healthy lifestyle. And here's what I mean by that. You, you can apply that to anything in your life. I know some of us, it's easier than others, right, uh, in, in terms of being healthy. But you, number one, you got to mentally be healthy in order to sustain your leadership. So you got to make sure that, that you're living a, a, a healthy life. That means that you've got to have a good start to your day and a good end to your day, right, so that you can uh, make the middle of your day well. In fact, I did a whole podcast on that, on three ways to start your day, three ways to end your day. You need to go back and listen to it. But it's all about making sure that you're taking care of yourself in a healthy way, your mindset, physically that you're taking care of yourself, that you're getting sleep and, and rest and recovery, that you're um, you know taking breaks every now and then so that you can be a, 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 at your best, right? You cannot lead your best if you're not at your best. Right, so goes your your healthy lifestyle. So goes your leadership impact. Right, so here's what you can do about it: is make sure you've got a plan to keep yourself healthy. 
right? And not just physically, but but emotionally, spiritually, all those things, right? Mentally, I mean, you got to keep yourself healthy. So you've got to make sure that you are doing things that are going to refill your gas tank. If leadership is going to suck the life out of you and, and, and kind of drain your gas tank, which it will every day and throughout each week, what are you doing to refill your tank? This means that what you do outside of the office, outside of work, uh, on your personal time is so important, right? You've got to be as intentional about that as you are at work because so goes that personal time, so goes that professional time. So you got to make sure that you're filling your tank. So do things that are going to refill you. Get away, take some breaks, uh, go play some hobbies that you like to do, whether it's a, you know, a sport or something that you enjoy doing or whatever it is, make sure that you've got hobbies that are going to refill your tank and give you energy. All right. It is so important. If you're going to be sustainable as a leader and you're going to make a difference, then you've got to understand that you have got to refill your tank. Just like a car needs a constant refilling of gas as it goes and goes, so your energy needs a refilling. And you got to be careful to do that. I see too many leaders that are redlining their engine all the time, overworking, doing all this. And I'm telling you, they're not sleeping. They're, they're just on all the time. And I'm telling you, you will internally combust because you're redlining the engine. And you may not feel it now. You may think, oh, I'm good. I, I, I can handle a little bit more. Just as soon as we get through this project, as soon as we get through this season, I'll be able to, to, to get better. No, you won't. You've been saying that for 10 years. I mean, it's not going to happen. So you got to just make the choice today of what are you going to do to create boundaries and, and be able to refill your tank and take a break and do all these things so that you can get the rest recovery that you need so that you can keep up. Because if you can't, or I'm sorry, if you won't, then what's going to happen is you're, you're not going to be able to do leadership. You're, you're not going to be able to move forward. I mean, you're physically going to pay a toll. I mean, I don't want to say this over your life by any means in that, but listen, there's a lot of leaders uh, that physically have issues because of the stress and that. I mean, I'm talking heart attack stuff. I'm talking things that the body starts to shut down because they're overdoing it because it is sucking the life out of them. So I'm going to tell you, don't wait for code red. Don't wait for your body to send you some horrible health signal that you need to do something. I mean, don't be forced into it. My gosh, don't pay that price. Make the choice today to refill the tank and to have a healthy balance, all right? Now, observation number two is this. Leadership is relentless. I mean, it literally never ends. This is my observation. I mean, it just simply renews every day with a new set of challenges and issues. I mean, you can't expect a moment of great leadership just to last forever, right? I mean, things change. People change. Circumstances change. The market changes. Everything changes changes. It is relentless. I mean, I see leaders all the time just say, my gosh, how many more issues am I going to have to deal with? Come on. We've just gone through so many things. Can we just take a break? And listen, I'm with you. I would wish that were the case. I wish we could do that. But leadership is relentless. Every day it just resets and there is a whole new set of challenges. Listen, leadership requires you to stay on your toes at all times without hesitation. I mean, th th this makes it difficult, though, to stay on top of everything, especially when issues start to pile up on top of each other and other and other again and again without any break. Listen, you've got to understand that leadership has no finish line. And I know that sounds daunting. I know that sounds kind of negative, maybe. I know that might sound just a little bit like, oh, gosh, John, that's so motivating for you to tell me that it's relentless and it's never going to end, right? I mean, listen, I'm just being truthful with you every day. 
you're going to wake up to a whole new set of challenges. You know that. That's nothing new. You experience this every day. So if you're looking for you to cross this finish line and be like, well, man, I, I thought I took care of this. And why isn't everything great? And, you know, I thought I had that conversation. I thought we had that meeting. Why are we circling back to this issue again? I'm so tired of this. Listen, you can be frustrated by it, but I'm just telling you it is relentless and it's never going to end. Now, that's the bad news. Here's the good news. What you can do about it is this. You've got to give yourself permission to be patient on the journey. I mean, too many leaders are trying to solve everything all at once rather than realizing that not everything can be solved all at once. I mean, if you are just trying to cross everything off your list and keep your head above the water kind of deal, you know, I see a lot of leaders, they're like, man, it just stresses me out when there's issues that are hanging over my head. I don't want that to happen. Well, listen, again, you may need to rethink what you're doing. Because when it comes to people and leadership and, and high-level stuff, there will always be things hanging over your head. So what do you do about it? Well, the, the goal isn't, well, I've just got to get, I, I got to cross it all off my list and I got to get in front of it and I got to get above it so that there's no challenges. It's never going to happen, my friend. What you've got to do is give yourself permission just to be patient and embrace the journey and just say, you know what? It's okay if I go to bed tonight and there are issues that are lingering. It's okay if I break tonight and I've created a boundary and I'm going to go spend time with my family and, and that because you know what? There will always be issues. There will always be something. And you've got to give yourself permission to be patient and just understand that you're never going to get caught up. And I'm not saying that to say, listen, don't strive to work on things and be decisive and take care of things. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that even in your best efforts of trying to quote unquote get ahead of all the issues so that there are none. You're chasing infinity. It's never going to happen. So you just got to come to grips and just say, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay that I, I, I clock out today and there's still issues that are going on. It's okay that I'm going to bed tonight and there's a whole lot of issues still going. You know, it's okay that I'm going into the weekend and there's a whole heck of a lot of issues that are still lingering. It's just the nature of life. So listen, I know you got to pick and choose some of that. Some things you got to take care of and you, you might have to do that before the day or before the weekend or before the night. But I'm telling you, you got to give yourself permission just to be patient and just to understand that, that you're not going to solve everything all at once. You've got to think progressively, not momentarily. Listen, leadership is an endurance game that only the patient win. I mean, if you're just thinking you got to, as, as soon as an issue arises, you got to deal with it now in the moment and, 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 and finalize it and solve it and never have it again. I'm telling you, it, it, it's unrealistic. So think progress over perfection. Right, as long as you're moving the needle forward, listen. You you just you you you've got to keep working on things. You got to understand. You've got to be able to embrace the stress, not try to live stress free. Nobody ever lives stress free. It's impossible. But you've got to embrace it and learn how to live with it. There's a saying that they have for anxiety patients that have anxiety disorders, and and they say that you you've got to embrace the chaos. I mean, you you you've got to live in 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 embrace, live with the anxiety. Right? You're never going to get rid of it. I mean, if you're looking to get rid of your anxiety, especially if you have a disorder, you're, you're never going to just get rid of it as though you never will have it ever again in your life. No, it'll always be there to some degree or another. But you have to learn what they say is this, learn to live with the discomfort. Wow, what a powerful statement. Learn to live with the discomfort. That doesn't mean you can't work on your anxiety and try to lower it and all those things and try to solve things. But there comes a moment where you got to understand you can't just live anxiety-free. You can't live stress-free. So then your other option is, well, how do I learn to live with it? 
Well, this is where you got to give yourself permission and have grace with yourself and just say, listen, even the best leaders on the planet Earth don't solve everything and don't ever get caught up. They always have issues. So think progress over perfection. It's okay. Just keep working at it day by day by day by day. All right? So you've got to make sure that you are pushing yourself. All right? So observation number three, leadership gets stale. That's right. My number third observation is this, is leadership gets stale. If you keep doing the same thing again and again and again and again, you'll eventually become outdated. Listen, the same tactics and the same words and the same routines eventually lose their influence. So if you're leading today like you were five or 10 years ago, you're probably getting really stale in your leadership and people see through it. Listen, I see many leaders who are trying to navigate a new world with old techniques And listen, let me tell you something. If you aren't learning new ways to lead, you'll eventually have no one to lead, right? Did did you get that? That That was good right there. Hey, that was worth this whole podcast. If you aren't learning new ways to lead, you'll eventually have no one to lead. Right, I mean, you can't operate in the old school mentality uh, with a new school kind of world, right? And especially as new generations come into the workforce and and, and we get older in our leadership, whatever that means for you, maybe it's five years, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 15, maybe you've been leading for 20 or 30 some years. Listen, if you're just trying to do it all the same way that you've always done it, then it's not going to work in a new system, in a new way. Right. So this is why so many organizations are have a hard time leading millennials. Right. We've 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 been going through this, having this conversation and that. But it's because they're not staying fresh on leadership trends. I mean, sometimes you got to unlearn the old habits in order to gain new influ- influential ones. Right. So you got to learn to 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 refresh yourself and, and kind of renew yourself and reinvent your leadership and be be up to date. So here's what you can do about it. If leadership gets stale, if we're not careful then here's what we can do about it. Be a learner. That's right. Be a student, not a critic, right? Don't always be complaining. Well, this item, this used to work and why aren't people responding? You know, this new young workforce, I'm just so frustrated. Listen, you can be a critic and you can get mad all you want, but you got to be a student. You got to be a learner. You've got to say, listen, I've got to refresh myself, renew myself. I got to reinvent my leadership every few months, every few years. I mean, no doubt, right? So listen, what are you doing to be a student and be a learner? Are you keeping up? Now, I, the good news is this. You're, you're listening to this right now. If you're hearing my voice and you're one of those that are listening to this, then that's what you're doing. You're trying to be a student and a learner. So look, congratulations. You are like five steps ahead of most other people that are not doing anything to kind of better themselves. So congratulations to you, but keep doing it. Be intentional about it. Read blogs, get articles, listen to podcasts, read books, go to conferences, get around mentors, get experiences that are going to challenge you. Ask questions to young leaders on how they want to be led and what they observe and what they see. Learn. I'm telling you, lean in and learn. So listen, it's going to help you stay fresh. If you want to be sustainable as a leader and be in it for the long haul, and make a difference and never run out of influence, then be a student and never stop doing whatever it is that you can in order to get better and better and better. Listen, the moment you stop growing is the moment your leadership will start dying. I mean, when you just say, yeah, I don't have time to read. I don't have time for podcasts. I don't have time to get around mentors. I don't have time to ask questions of these people. Listen, it is just a matter of time before your influence dies you literally will have no one to lead because no one want to follow you. So you've got to keep yourself fresh. So what's your growth plan? What is it? What's your plan to grow? 
Listen, if you can't answer that really quickly, then you don't have a growth plan. I did a whole podcast on this, episode two, in fact, on how to create a leadership growth plan. You need to go back, listen to it if you already have already, or if you haven't, you need to go back to episode two, how to create a leadership growth plan. I lay out a whole system, literally. It's my system that I do for myself, but it's a system that I've helped thousands of leaders with, literally, on creating a growth plan to some degree or another. And I lay out the whole process. It is so practical. It is going to help you stay fresh so you don't get stale in your leadership. But I'm telling you, if you're too busy to do that kind of stuff, then listen, you're going to run out of people to lead because you're going to get stale. All right? All right, observation number four about why leadership is so hard. Leadership expands. That's right. So the responsibility of leadership just, it expands. It gets greater and greater as time goes on. Now, that's the observation of why it's so hard. Because listen, when you you think, oh man, okay, I got this. I got a leadership position. This is great. And then the moment you think you've got it all kind of figured out, guess what happens? It grows. Well, hopefully it grows. And your responsibilities are going to grow. And all of a sudden, you're going to be asked to do more. The, the, the team's going to grow. The organization's going to grow. Uh, the, the, the opportunities are going to grow for you as you're advancing in that. So this is hard, though, because leadership expands. Listen, the paradox of leadership is this. The more successful you are, the more responsibility you get, right? It's just like a paradox. It's like, well, wait a minute. I mean, the better I am, don't I get to like get to a point where I've got it all figured out and all of a sudden I've arrived at a level where I don't have really any more responsibility? No. In fact, the better you are, the more you're going to get. And this is great, but become it can become so big that you're, you're trying to do too much. And all of a sudden now, you keep adding and adding and adding to your responsibility and your schedule, but you're not subtracting something. And if you just keep adding, 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 eventually it is going to crush you. And again, back to observation number one, it's going to suck you dry, right? So listen, the better you are as a leader, the more gets put on your plate. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Many leaders, listen, here's what I've noticed. They stop trying to be so good because they're scared of success. They're scared of getting too much on their plate right? I mean, they feel that in order to make more money or more influence or more impact, then they're going to have to sacrifice things they don't want. And so this tension causes them to curb their ambition for fear of losing their humanity. I mean, I I talk to leaders all the time and it's almost like, my gosh, I don't even know if I want to be more successful in our organization because if we keep growing, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I was just talking to some leaders the other day that are growing. They're doing incredible. I mean, they are doubling their, their, their income, literally their revenue, almost year after year. But I'm telling you, it, the weight of it is just, it's almost crushing them. And, 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 and some of these leaders, it's because they just keep adding and adding and adding, but they're not subtracting from their plate. They're, they're, they're not doing this thing. So here's the deal. Leadership will expand. And if your goal is just to simply stop growing, and just stop advancing and just like, oh, forget it. I don't even want success if it's going to cost that. You're looking at it wrong. So here's what you can do about it. Listen, never stop growing your responsibility. Rather, you need to work on growing your delegation ability. Did you hear that? Never stop growing your responsibility. That's not the solution. The solution is to grow your delegation abilities right? You've got to learn how to get good at this thing. Listen, the higher you go as a leader, the greater the need to be an amazing delegator. You can't do it all, and great leaders know this, right? They don't pretend to be superheroes and just say, well, I'll just, I'm going to work through the weekend. I'll just get it all done just to show that I can do this. No, no, no. They're okay with learning what to let go of. Listen, they're okay with that. 
Listen, your leadership capacity is a direct result of your delegation strategy. Listen to that again. Your leadership capacity is a direct result of your delegation strategy. And if you don't have a delegation strategy, then your capacity is going to be limited. All right? You've got to understand that you can only go as high as your willingness is to let go. You can only go as high as your willingness is to let go. Right? So as my mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, taught me, you've got to give up in order to grow up. Listen, you've got to be able to give up. So leadership expands. Your responsibilities will grow. And so the, the, the challenge and the solution is not to put in more time. No, 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 no. It's, it's to remain with the time that you've got, but to figure out how to subtract from your schedule, how to subtract from your responsibilities. That means you've got to be amazing at delegating. And until you tell me that you are working on it immensely and you have let things go and you're continuing to do it and you've got a plan for the next six months of what you're going to let go and who it's going to go to and how you're going to either outsource it or do this or do that. And if you don't have someone to delegate to, then you better tell me how you're going to get rid of it and just simply get it off your plate and not do it anymore because it's killing you until you get some help. Listen, if you're not doing all that stuff and you're complaining about your capacity and time, then I'm just telling you, then the, the issue's on you. That's on you, my friend, all right? I mean, if you're not doing something about it intentionally and you don't have a plan, then that is on you. So I want to challenge you, get good at delegating. Now, listen, I work with a lot of leaders that bring me in just for this sole purpose to work with them on how to be a better delegator. And it doesn't come overnight and it's not easy and it's going to challenge you. But I'm telling you, you have got to figure out a way to do it, whether you got to bring in a coach, someone like me, or, or you've got to get around resources that are going to help you do this. You need to understand that leadership expands. Therefore, you have got to learn how to be a great delegator. Listen, if there's one skill as a leader that I would say is one of the most important, it's learning delegation, okay? I'm working on a resource, a book that I've been working on for years um, about delegation, and I'm telling you, there's not a whole lot of resources specifically out there on it, but I'm telling you, I'm putting it together because I've got some incredible tips on it. We'll dive into that one day, but hey, four observations. Leadership sucks, right? Leadership is relentless. Leadership gets stale. Leadership expands. So what are you going to do about it? I hope you got some nuggets today, some things that you can learn and work on. Be challenged. Listen, this is what leadership does, but you can do something about it if you'll get intentional about it. So hopefully this is helpful to you guys today. Um, maybe you kind of heard some of your situation in there, but work on these things that you can do. Figure out what it is that you can do to make a difference in your life and in your leadership. Guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time here on the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. Have a great month, guys. Thanks for listening to the John Barrett Leadership Podcast. To get more of John's resources, visit www.johnbarrettleadership.com. Thank you.